Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. Still going. Oh, there we go. We're back. Yay! Saturdays are for gossip. You know it, and we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, there's like a lot of follow-ups from last week. I feel like I don't know if there's like you know many new stories, but it's like a lot of things that have carried over from conversations of last week. Oh, and at the top, um, inaccurate reporting on my end. The um, all late night podcast it does include John Oliver. I did not think on that new late night podcast that I still haven't listened to. So what you're saying is I was right. Yeah, but we're not playing. I'm not playing that tat to tat game with you. That's my favorite game of all time. Yeah, but <laughs> you take it to such an extreme that it's like dealing me? with a four year old. Yeah, not me. And you also weren't sure <laughs> well no and you also I, don't want to listen or care exactly but i had a gut feeling he was there and i just at the time didn't feel like googling it to fact check but you did and you know we have to tell our let our listeners know when we've reported incorrect information and john oliver is one of my favorite late night i don't even watch his show but like as a late night guest he's entertained as hell they actually just put a compilation because this is what they're making all the interns do is put together compilation videos to then release on YouTube to then get Job the security to like monetize. <laughs> yeah. So they literally just dropped the John Oliver compilation on Seth Meyers of all of his visits. And like, it's a half hour total. And I was like, this is an entertaining half hour. So yay, John Oliver. That's cool. Um, but yeah, but yeah, from last week also, um, where do you want to start? You want to start with Joe and I was, yeah, Sophie. kind of like Taylor, because Taylor's involved in, you know, Taylor is on the tip of everybody's tongue. So yeah, I was like, this tour is wrapping up. Maybe she'll take a nap. She has not. No, she's hanging out in the West Village. The two, three nights ago, she was out with Greta Gerwig and Zoe Kravitz and someone else, right? Laura Dern. Laura is, Dern. Like, I touched like a powerhouse group. And then the night after, she was with Sophie Turner at one of my favorite Italian restaurants, Via Carrada, uh, also very famous for celebrity sightings. And then last night, she was a, or two nights ago, she was with uh, Taylor again. Sophie. Or again. Taylor was with Sophie again. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is a brilliant PR move. And um, she is basically, this is so intense on how like cultural social cachet Taylor holds of like when Sophie and Joe, Joe announced that they're separating and they're divorcing and Sophie's over in England filming. And then Joe is like, I have the kids with me on tour trying to, I'm a good dad, (laughs) trying to plant seeds that she's neglecting her children, even though like she's known to be working. Yeah. And we also have how many nannies? Like exactly. And you're bringing these kids on tour and they're, two and one or three and one yeah i was gonna say none of them can be older than a toddler 
Yeah, yeah. No, they're both very they've only been married for four years. Yeah. Um, and Sophie's only twenty seven. Um, and that's she's by, a like, child bride. <laughs> but by like pulling that move, like it was just very much like the already the public like was kind of was like Joe because then he brings his kids out to breakfast with one of the nannies or a family yeah. friend or something and he's like I'm with my children and and their mom and this is all in like a three-day span you know it's not like months and months have gone on where Sophie's not with her kids right it's been less than a week <laughs> yeah exactly that's why like the, we need to put all this stuff in context uh, and so now it is like she's clearly back in the U.S. It's very interesting. She's in downtown, and he's been spotted uptown. So, like, you know, as you said, in New York, that's like two different countries. But in the actuality, it is still within the same five mile radius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like a two mile radius. Like, yeah, at the end no, of one train. Yeah, <laughs> it's two stops. Not that either one of them will ever be caught dead on a subway, but you know. But it's so interesting. And so the public has really, everything that I've seen has been very pro Sophie, very like, we don't appreciate this PR move on Joe's part. Um, and then the fact that she's attaching herself to Taylor. And then this is where the fans well, are going. Well, and then going. the latest news about the passports. Well, yeah, yeah, too. But the, the fact that the fans are like, oh, Sophie's aligning themselves. And I know that everyone's like, Taylor and Joe are exes. They went out for three months, 15 years ago, yeah, when they were 18 say. and 19, <laughs> and they were both on tour at the time, on separate tours. So you're talking like, okay, so you talk to each other twice a week on the phone, and this is the relationship that, like, we're still harboring over. So, like, yeah. that's fascinating. But, yeah, so what has happened now, which is now we've taken the turn for what's going to be pretty nasty unless they're, you know mature about it and they own the last week making is making it seem like he's certainly not mature about it yeah and it's like all and also to me it's very confusing because if he's concerned about her like quote-unquote kidnapping the children to england like this isn't brazil we have well i think you're you know you need to explain what's happening basically he is refusing to give her the children's passports because he is fearful that she is going to take them to england and he'll never see them again which to your point is Is like a thing that can happen yeah it first of all it's not like he can't come to england right after that's the thing we don't have like there are certain countries this isn't russia like Brazil is a big one where you, if one parent has the passports, they can take that child and it's very difficult to get those kids out of there. England in our relationship yeah, is this, not one of those situations. Exactly. This is a very close ally. It also is like, you know. You're both incredibly high profile. So if either of you made charges, like the high courts of England are probably going to get involved very quickly. Well, and, so, and also it's like confirming or not current confirming, but like reevaluating because when they both announced that they were getting divorced, it was like a mutual, you know, they wrote, they wrote online, it was a mutual thing, but now we're finding out that Sophie actually found out that they were getting divorced through social media and like... Yeah. Yeah, and then he didn't know, and now this is her retaliating after his PR of I'm, you know, she's a horrible mother. I'm super and I'm dad. Over, I'm super dad, and then 
after his PR team does that, he has the audacity to get on, uh, you know, stage at his concerts being like, unless it comes from me, don't believe it. Like as if his own PR yeah, team is going really out against bad him. Week. Yeah. It's like, hello, we're, this is in 1990 where we have no understanding of how media works. Like this is why so much of, you know, the people who follow these, the, these news stories are on team Sophie because it's like this seems like a very calculated and not well calculated move on his end yeah because then it clearly is like this divorce is stemming from whatever or that's also the big rumor too of like whatever he heard or saw on the ring yeah and then it's like and then if he announced that he was going to divorce in the paper and not even like contact her or like she doesn't have any of the opportunity for them to like discuss what like going into counseling for it or whatever you know right like Like if he filed for divorce who knows what it said in his i mean i'm assuming and i don't know if we already said this he may have filed to get full custody and is trying to prevent the children from ever leaving the u.s and that is more harmful than what he's supposedly alleging she's doing or is fearful she's gonna do at the end of the day these are your like one of the what did you expect was gonna happen even if you guys lasted, what did you think was going to happen when you're married to someone who's from England, who spends a lot of their time in England, works in England? All like, of her friends are her friends from childhood. Right. Like, she's not one of those people that's, like, in Hollywood making... I mean, she has, obviously, Hollywood friends, but she's not, Yeah, but like, she's never lived in L.A., and she's right. never worked in so L.A. So why was this not... Like, if this was not a thought of yours... Are you just such an egomaniac that you're like, oh, she's going to do whatever I want to do? Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah. And they, when they had the house in Miami, they both like really seemed to love living in Miami and they're out a lot. And But they would go back and forth between Miami and New York. And then I'm sure she was hoping like, oh, yeah, we're also going to have the place in England because then we right. be close to my family as well. And that they were going to go to school in England, right? Wasn't that supposedly what was going to happen? Or well, why are you not? I mean, we're talking we about really people know. that are going into like the 1% schools and so it doesn't right. really matter. But it's like, why are you even trying to bring your children up in this country? <laughs> like, exactly. We're trying, get to get over out, there. we're trying to get out of here. If anything, like they're education's going to be much better there than it is going to be here especially miami yeah I, Florida, I assume they were going to go to... anymore so. i mean these are also kids that like if anything it was going to be like we have those schools that are both new york and la and we're doing this but also if like you're going between it's like faster to go between england and new york than it is to go to la and New York. yeah no you're right i mean who knows i've never liked the jonas brothers i've never liked Joe jonas so i really do not care if I, I mean, I, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but from what I've seen in press, Sophie seems like a really chill girl. The thing was so, like her character was the most hated character. And then she had an insane character arc that then made mm-hmm. you become obsessed with her. So she's now like Sansa Stark of Winterfell. And like, you're like, yes, Sansa, fucking destroy the Joe Bros. Yeah. I mean, again, not a fan of Joe Bros. So. I hope she wins whatever custody yeah. battle she's in for. But I just, you know, it's too, it's 2023. It's at a point where, like, you have to give the American public, like, a little bit more credit. And, like, this fake trying to control the narrative, it's so easy to be seen 
by people these days that like you lose a lot of credit when you're trying to control the narrative yeah yeah and it's because we can i mean like it's not where there's only three newspapers and it's much easier to pay off people he's also doing the most basic steps of pr moves so it's like all right we've it's like a real housewives move it's like come on he called the paps to get pictured you know like so yeah. to get photographed but um, look like he's this great dad yeah and, but so what like the most recent legal thing that's like oh this is now like officially kind of getting super messy is that she's then filed with the court she's suing him for returning the children to england yeah so that is interesting to see yeah but then i'm also very confused uh with the passport situation too because um aren't can't you just pretend that you lost the kids passports and she can refile for them or no oh that i don't know and that might that might be something that like both parents need to sign off on who knows that's what i'm very curious about together You could die with that. But that legally would not really make sense if both parents, because I think you would, that's entering a whole other battle and conversation because not all children have two legal guardians. I guess if a legal guardian is protesting, maybe there's an alien. I just feel like there's ways that she can be able to obtain their passports without him in this day and age. Yeah, who knows? But I mean, it, it doesn't help when you have, like, you know, two different camps and a nanny could be doing something for Joe and sneakily behind her back. I mean, anything's possible when you have all these people involved in the kid's life. It's not just the parents. So. Um, well, thankfully, the kids are young enough that they won't be hitting them too hard. No, but if it lasts long and if the parents continuously to, you know, become tumultuous in who gets the custody, it could easily become an issue. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, but then there's a- another Taylor story that is also running its own. It's It's oh. like gone off on its own and it's becoming... The thing that never was, the that Travis. never will be. Yeah, Travis yeah, Kelsey. It's over before it starts. They haven't even met each other. There's been stories that he's been trying to get his phone number to her. And, like, like apparently it just got to her. And yet now, all of a sudden, they're dating. Like, and then like, his, his brother was dumb enough to say that it's going well to the press when <laughs> she, we know where she's been every single night. And he's and still playing so football. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And like she, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, no, it, 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 this is hilarious. Yeah, I also just don't see her with an athlete. I'm with you. I also do not see her with an athlete, even though it should be a hockey player because mm. they have insane bodies and they're stupid. Well, most athletes are. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I know if any, yeah, go over to, um, because I want to go watch it today, Irish rugby. Like, go over to the Ireland sports. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, they barely get paid. They're just doing it for the love of the game. Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't really watch white people's sports, so. I mean, white people don't really watch these sports, so. True. (laughs) It's just the At least not Americans. Um, Well, Uh, No, no, she needs to date. 
like I like I texted you and Dennis, she gets to have like three to four dates with like high profile people that like get set up. Yeah, like and Drake. Then, and you never hear about them again. Yeah. And then in like three to four months, she'll be talking quietly to some private guy in um in England. Uh I mean, why would you go back to America if you've already tasted <laughs> The British the flavors <laughs> or lack thereof. Um, I just don't. If I were her, I would just be like ch- making that list, checking it twice, putting Pedro Pascal at number one, and just being like, "This is who I'm marrying." Even though he definitely like should never get married, and I want him to stay single forever. I don't know if I see him with Taylor. No, I um, don't at all. But yeah, like, exactly. If I were no, her, I mean, I'd be making a list. <laughs> if you and I were celebrities, we have we would have gone on dates with every single crush of ours by now. Like, let's be, we would have been through all of Hollywood. And by, I would have made such an ass out of myself online. I was gonna say, and by been through, maybe had gone on one date and never heard from them again. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, not like we would have like been in their attraction. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's not like we'd be in their bedrooms, but um, no. But just think of the names that you could pull. Oh, I already have them on my list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I mean, Brad Pitt, number one. Like, just sure. to see. Just start sniffing around. Just start asking yeah. questions. But I'm pretty sure he's like, going to marry this. Yeah, woman. I don't know if a Jewish girl from Long Island is on his list. But <laughs> a girl could hope. If you're a Jewish girl from Long Island doing the Terra's tour, I think you're... Yeah, no. Um... I think you would be interested in Natalie Portman, yes. That's true, and now she's like single, right? Or have they not called off? They've not called it off. Um, they've just been like, uh, you know, they're trying to get the paps are trying to photograph them at all times. They have been doing public events together, and there's like, been rumors that you know, well, I don't even know if it's rumors anymore, confirmation that he's cheated on her. It's still like rumors, but it's such strong rumors that it's basically gonna be stating as confirmation. And they got together when he was with someone else and they were cheating so like if they're cheating with you they'll cheat on you that's my number one yeah yeah pretty much so um but i guess the only i don't know if you have other relationship news yeah i do but it's probably the same one you got chris evans no okay oh i wasn't sure okay that already yeah husband to be no longer at least not first husband Chris no, Evans. I mean, this one's done. This is his life is he got everything that he wanted. He's 41 years old. He's married to a 26 year old uh, Portuguese girl who's the cute little girl next door. She's a size zero. She's five, four hundred pounds. Um, she moved into his house in Boston. She pretty much has like put her career on hold. They're going to have a minimal three, if not up to six children. I love that quote where, what did he say? Now he's just going to get stoned and play games or something. And get it. He wants to get into, yeah, he's like, now I'm just really interested in entering. He's entering his Paul Newman phase, which I was going to put on like TikTok because I'm so into it, but I'm just so devastated that it's like, I mean, what else was he going to do? Was he going to marry me at 37? Like, you know. <laughs> I mean, a girl could dream. Yeah, they could. If he um, met if he met you, he would have. It's just a matter oh, of so proximity. Much. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah of course. I mean, I did go out with somebody because they had the same drama teacher as him. Um, <laughs> and that, yeah, so that's just, uh, yeah. Yeah, he said, yeah, he said, I'm, I'm really more interested in, because uh, it's going to be this whole, I think it's GQ October. Um, he just did an interview for, he's coming back into the world. He also just did 
one of those um, GQ breakdowns of your careers and release that on YouTube. And that's like, you know, the highlights of your characters and things like that. Got it. Um, so like all the Marvel shit. How dare you? You know that hit. Oh, if I mean, if you go look at his IMDb, it's insane. No, I know. But I mean, his first move is not another teen movie. Yeah, like, I forgot about that. And, yeah, you gotta give that, Chris Evans the credit that he does. He's also a big theater in, geek. In Anna Ferris, where it's like, what's your number or something? Yeah, and then he did a series of rom-coms. Which and apparently Westwood, means if your number is over 20, you're never gonna find someone. I think it was like number over 8. Like, it no, was so it, insane. She low. had up to 20, and like, that was the thing. She had And they're like, you've 20. met everyone that you're supposed to be with if you've already slept with at least 20 people. Yeah. Yeah. This is the culture we grew up with, children. So, like, have fun. Um, yeah. I was always like, well, I guess I'm not a slut. I haven't reached 20. <laughs> but then if you're, like, in this day and age, you're like. Well, exactly. I was going to say, I bet you the average number is, like, close to 20 now. Well, Especially if people are I getting can... married older, you know, in life. It's not like people are getting married at 20. We also don't know what age she's supposed to be in the movie. I'm not, like, Yeah, I'd have to go back. Yeah. I saw it the one time and was like, well, this is an interesting concept. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he was part of that model of like, you do one for the studio, you do one for me. Right. You know? So he like, he also has all these uh, other interesting projects that he's done that were not Captain America commercially successful. Right. But still really great stuff. And he's going to just go, if he's going to do anything, I think he's going to do some like, theater work in new york he'll go off and get hired to do but like i mean he doesn't need to do anything ever again in terms of financial so to your point like he's also so over it he's over all i don't blame him especially i mean not to keep harboring on the marvel but that was such a big like a big chunk of his life and so much press and shit you had to do for that he also turned it down a number of times because his anxiety about it was so high. Robert Downey Jr. had to be like, look, dude, I need you to, like, you're the guy for this. Like, I'm the lead. I'm the captain of this ship. I need you. I need, we need all the right people in place to do this. And he's like, Robert, I can't do these press tours. I just want to do, like, my, I just want to get some work and do theater. I'm not trying to be this guy. And he's like, no, but I, I, I need you to be this guy. So then he, like, got him hooked up with, like, a therapist to, like, figure out how to handle his anxiety and all this stuff. And that's when I met him at Rankatories. It was, like, right before – well, I didn't meet him. He just came in, and I just watched the video footage. Um, but <laughs> it, that was right before Captain America was coming out. So he was beefed up, like, to the max and, like, wearing his hat and, like, he couldn't really, like, do anything for press for Marvel. Right. It's been announced, but, like – not quite released yet. But that's what I'm saying. Like being in that machine for so long, because it's one thing to be in the Hollywood world; it's another to be in the Marvel machine. And like, yeah, he doesn't need to do a movie unless he either feels drawn to it, or you know, or is like, let me try something else. So that's the way to be when you get to choose what you want to be in versus have to be in it for financial reasons. Yeah, and the GQ article coming out is going to talk about how. The more, like, the bigger it got and how more out of control it got, just, like, the less he felt attached to himself and everything that he wanted to be doing with his life and and how, like, just how he wanted to feel with himself. Right. And so he was like, oh, yeah, um, I'm out. I was like, I got to go back to Boston. And so he's living in Lincoln, Massachusetts and unconfirmed. But, yeah, he's definitely living there. And then the- You have his address. Wedding where, yeah, they- um. 
Uh, they never like announced it's no pictures have come out. We're not going to see pictures or anything. But apparently, like Robert Downey Jr., Jeremy Renner, uh, Chris Hemsworth were at the wedding. Cool, cool, cool. What was Their the wives other? Were spotted in Boston. What was this uh, relationship news you were going to bring up? Oh, that. Um... Oh, yeah. And I also like I meant we mentioned a little earlier, but the quote that he wanted to do was like, he's like, I'm just more interested in like getting high and like getting into pottery at this point in my life. And I was like, you and Seth Basically Rogen. Seth Rogen. <laughs> I mean, Seth Rogen has figured it out, people. I mean, I was like my two heroes, like I'm doing something right because I I mean, we got good taste in these boys. Yeah, until they get canceled. God forbid. If, the, if either of these two boys... It's over. Canceled, I, I'm, we're calling it a day. If somebody comes after Seth Rogen this day and age and tries to accuse him of anything, I'd be like... You know, he got a little bit of that when he was associated with James Franco and let him get away with shit, quote. But, you know... But that's all a whole other... Yeah. yeah. Like, you're gonna really try and bring him into this. Like, he's responsible for his friend's behavior when they're both, like, 18 years old. Yeah, at least he didn't write a letter on his behalf of raping kids. Yeah, um, exactly. What, uh, speaking oh, the, of, my, should we my, go into that? Yeah. Or, or the, My relationship one was just, a, it, it actually has to do with that. It, like, Bijou Phillips now files for divorce after being distraught and which in love I with Danny. predicted last episode. Which I think is, like, a classic. Well, I mean, who wouldn't? not who ever why wouldn't you do that but i also think that's like a really classic scientology move of like well the- you were convinced she was going to stay with him forever because they of her background and because they'd been together for so long and scientology but and all of her quotes and everything of just being yeah like, i'm so distraught and i was like oh, okay i feel like the scientologists were like okay so now that danny is useless for you you need to divorce him and right uh, ex can yeah. you know uh what is it called i don't think he'd be considered a suppressive person but maybe yeah but speaking of Danny Masterson, last week we talked about the letters that Mila and Ashton wrote, and it was like, or maybe that was two weeks already at this point, but it was right before we then, they got the backlash that everyone else agreed that we were giving in that, like, you know, not only did they write the letter, then they created that video justifying their letter, and it just made them look even like... Trying to do an apology, and they were so disheveled, and it was so half-assed, and they're like, we're sorry if we caused any pain. And then thankfully, I I don't know if they'll ever see it, but like, I don't know if you watched it, Kathy Griffin got online and was like, let yeah. me break down... Like, Kathy this- Griffin got on... Christina Ricci was reposting what the victims were saying and she was like you need to listen to you know the victims and kind of alluding that this isn't the first time she's seen stuff like this whether it was with Danny Masterson or other people oh yeah she grew up in the most problematic time and somehow survived and I don't know if she survived, honestly, because yeah, like she survived, she... but not unscathed. I can only imagine what she went through. Yeah, she was like the it girl for so long. From my opinion, and we don't know anything about her parents either, so we don't know how well they did protecting her yeah. or like how uh, you know on set they were. But also, um, she makes me very nervous because when I see her do like press and things now, there's a lot of slurring. Like, yeah, like, she's also lost a lot of weight. Like, well, she's she... also a tiny human being in my head. She wasn't a tiny human being, but she's only like 5'2. 
Well, and also you saw, we grew up seeing her as a kid. She was a li- yeah. maybe like a, had a little bit of baby fat, but like nothing in terms of being chubby. And I think maybe that created something for her later because she did, there was a time where she wasn't as thin as she is now. Yeah, but, I guess, um, but then you also have like a kid and stuff and you're like you know, yeah single mom and she's my but, neighbor in brooklyn uh so after they did that video a couple of days later because so many people were you know attacking it rightfully so uh ashton actually stepped down from the human rights uh organization foundation that he and mila have specifically helping like sex trafficking victims, victims yeah so clearly, they are either PR and he team was a or part they realize like of multiple raids that he assisted the right. FBI in in finding and tracking and, and capturing and helping the survived victims. Yeah. So I think either whether he wants to admit to it or not, I think you realize that writing the letter and even more so creating the video to try to control the narrative all these white men trying to control the narrative when it's like nope just shut up and don't say anything i think there was also um a tagline a rumor started that they didn't they were told that they was weren't going to be public yeah which makes me despise him even more because then it's like oh well we only did it because we knew we wouldn't get in trouble and now that we're in trouble we're gonna well then the church definitely was like here these two people, because the church still thinks that celebrity carries everything. Yeah, the problem is so many celebrities are no longer... Like, there was a time where the big celebrities were part of Scientology, but th- those days are few and far between. In that, like... I'm very curious. Like, you're not really seeing list. a lot of new... Uh, you know. No, but you still have Tom Cruise in it. We still, like, Michael Pena has not been called out at all about being a Scientologist, which... Yeah, what's her face from uh, Mad Men and... Lizzie Moss. That one, I still don't understand how that... I don't know if they're still even a part of it. Like, I don't know, you know... No, she definitely is. Maybe as since this moment, I don't know, but, like, in the last six months, she still very much was um but yeah so that was interesting and uh speaking of apology videos standing in front of a blank background and wearing your like most dumb you know your most well this was the most fun that started circulating this week of like people being like oh so now celebrities just have a room that's their apology room that's like a sad like normal person normal person room with normal person clothing and like no makeup and no lighting yeah, Drew Barrymore created her video where she again was trying to explain why she deter- why she decided she needed to continue her show despite the fact that she would become a scab and so were the writers that she was hiring. Um, I want to say within like 24, 48 hours of that video, she then made the decision to not go forward with the show. Yeah, because her reasons for going forward with the show were fucking stupid. And yeah. honestly, I don't think she has money, Michelle. You're like, we don't need any of this money. I don't think she has it anymore. She would have. Well, I think that she was broke by the time she was 20. And then I mean, the divorce. She definitely has more it. money than you and I do. So I'm not yeah. crying and worrying about her at night. But, no, but like if we. If she doesn't have the Barrymore has- trust and whatever that she was given. I'm sure that she's 
burned through from the drugs alone. Yeah, no, she was broke by the time she was 20. Yeah. But, so- you know, what I think it is more so, and I think maybe they did mention this on the on Last Culch, but I thought about it before because I think I, I definitely said this on the – I definitely said this to you whether I said it on the pod, I don't know. But when I saw her interview Phil Rosenthal at – the 92nd street why there were rumors that the show her show was going to get canceled and so she was in a very fucking weird mood she did a horrible interview and so people were under the assumption that in this situation she was risking the show getting canceled and she didn't want to lose that show and so she was trying to do all what she could do to keep it going but this wasn't the right way to go about it because Anyone who has a show where there were formerly writers and continues to go on the show, it's, it's not going to look good. That's why the talk decided not to go back. That's why Jennifer Hudson decided not to go back. I think Sherry Shepard also was thinking of going back. And Bill then you Ma- learn that, like, all these people have a show. and you're like, Yeah, I know. Bill Maher was going to go back and then decided not to. Like, all these people within that same week made the same decision because none of them want to be looked at as a scab. And Bill Maher also went after, like, Howard Stern this week to be, like, it's really annoying how much he loves his wife and, like, talks about her. And Howard Bill Stern Bill Maher, I've like, never liked that man. I think yeah, he always Howard was Howard Stern over. was like, hey, consider our friendship over, buddy. Like, she's my wife. Yeah. I'm going to talk about how much thing? I like her. Yeah. Isn't that, like, the goal when literally all we're doing on this show is talking about relationships that don't Well, anybody that's, like... I. Oh no, I, I don't know if they listen or I not. I think he's jealous, honestly, because they're both like Bill Maher's insane. Yeah, Bill no, Mar's he's definitely insane. Dude. And also has like gone through he's, every young one. He's like James Woods, where he only dates the young women. So it's not can, even young women. It's like young not that Howard black porn stars. That's oh, what he know that. dates. Yeah. He like he fucks around with prostitutes and porn stars. And he's like, What? I'm supporting sex work. Like, yeah, you're, you're just like, oh. Well, I'm more focused on the fact that they're all black and if he has some kind of, like, secret racist. Fetishization? Yeah. yeah. That's... yeah of course he does. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, so those were the stories I had. Did you have anything else you wanted to report? Uh, no, everything else is just I, you know, can't stop consuming um, television. TV. Like 800 million things to. Well, I know last week we talked, or whenever it was, last episode we talked about how we were going to bring up the housewives since we haven't talked about some of the newer shows that started i don't know if you want to start with that since we've both been watching it oh well now i'm also just um checking out who else he's dated because there's like a canadian writer there's um um a science communicator no one that like we knew in terms of like a fellow celeb there was Well, they uh, yeah. There's um, a Playboy Cyber Girl. There's somebody specific that I'm thinking of. That there's a video vixen. Maybe it's this woman, Corinne Steffens. Does that sound familiar? No, but okay, that's not really my niche. Yeah, <laughs> Cyber Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, he went out with Thora Birch. Ew. It only lasted a few months. Okay, good. But how old? I mean, she's our age. In the early 2000s. Exactly. Yeah. So she would have been gross. 20. Gross, gross. Yeah, she's our age, or maybe like a year or two older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all 
Roasted. Yeah, he's James Woods to me. Bye. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, Coco Johnson. That's who I was thinking of. Okay, former pl- another Playboy Cyber girl. Okay. Okay, checks out. So you were you were on. I mean, Byling. Byling's the old like eight almost. Oh eight my eight. god, I forgot about Byling. Is she still alive? Oh, good question. I mean, wasn't she on? Like, oh my god, do you remember the Man Show? And they had he dated one of the Juggy dancers from the Man Show. I can't. That remember checks out. Man Show. Yeah. Wait, Byling, wasn't she on like, like Dancing with the Stars recently or something? No, 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 no. She was on, uh, Celebrity Rehab. Um, let's see. We're going. Does... We're looking at her career. We're looking at her career. Um, she starred along in 2014. She starred alongside David Arquette. Like, uh oh, um, yeah, that's where it's arrested at LAX for shoplifting in 2008. Yes, she was in 2011. She was on Celeb Rehab with Dr. Drew. You're welcome. Talk. Yeah, this dumb knowledge that is not going to make me any money except for if I get on some trivia show. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, all right. We um, good for you speaking oh, of that. unhinged women let's get into real housewives uh so we finished atlanta which you know this season was probably not the best although except the, the last 20 minutes were the greatest ex- well except minutes. for the fact that we knew going into the season that ralph the guy we've hated since the moment we've seen him on camera and drew were getting divorced and uh, at the reunion, there's a lot of drama in terms of why they're getting divorced, who cheated, how often they cheated. I mean, this man from the day we saw him was lying about his whereabouts, went to Tampa. We weren't allowed to know what he did in Tampa, who he was with. Yeah, this whole, like, she, the the relationship's really over because she had a lesbian relationship with somebody she met on set of Candy's movie that they did. tie. Like, if we're really pretending that Ty is the reason for this divorce, we are because Ralph is such a psychotic narcissist that he's yeah. like, I didn't do anything. My wife did. did this. Yeah, I was cheating on her the whole relationship. But when she cheated, it's over. And uh, then that, you know, you know why, Andy? You know why, Andy? Because I bring food on this table. I support this family. So you don't need to question what I'm doing when I'm gone. He didn't say that. but that's what No, but that was the vibe he was giving off. Yeah. And there's a potential rumor that him and his so-called cousin, not blood-related, were cheating on Drew together. So he's just gross. Ugh, he's just so gross in general. Yeah. So How do people not get these vibes immediately? Yeah. I mean, from the moment we saw this couple, you and I were like, I don't under... Like, th- was this their relationship the whole time? Because I can't imagine it not being... And so it's like, how did she... In the beginning, he would have done all the... He courted her. ...right things to say, like, this is who I am. And he would have... I'm going to step up. Bombing. He would have yeah, love-bombed her. For sure. I could see that. And she would have gotten all confused and been like, but this is how I'm supposed to be treated. Well, that's also because her ex-baby daddy, I don't know if they were married, but he also was, like, even worse than Ralph, if that's possible. So, like, she really has a bad picker, and from our own psychoanalysis, it really makes no sense, because she came from a two-parent family that, like, seemed to be very much loving. No, that, for me, is, like, already, that, you know, those 
the, the, that can be factoring. But, in, like, but her, her daddy issues in the fact that she's picking these horrible men, it's not adding up to me. Yeah, but you don't have to have daddy issues to pick No, I know. Men. She um, is an it, idiot. It, the same thing's going to happen if you come from a healthy household because oh. you're then not I'd be able to identify unhealthy trends right. and personalities. So it's like there could have been a handful of questions that she asked immediately that would have exposed his selfishness and narcissism and been like, oh, these are all red flags. Yeah. But if you like don't get into it and then you're like, I'm in love and then you're like, and I'm fight for this. Or life. more like I'm pregnant. So let's get married and then Ugh. have another kid because that's going to be the answer to everything. Because somebody needs a sibling to play with because <laughs> children save relationships. Um, so that was Atlanta. And then we've got the new season of Salt Lake City, which is surprisingly better than we anticipated because we're post Jen Shaw going to jail. And, you know, we thought it was going to kind of be boring. Mary's coming back, who you and I do not really care for. And she's bringing absolutely, well, she's not bringing nothing because she is her. They're putting her in insane. Yeah. They're also smart enough where they're not spending too much time on her. It's more like her ridiculous comments to the other women that are like getting the laughs. But we also know like you have a cult and there's a lot of, you know, dark secrets in your world. So like, when are we revealing those? Cause we revealed Jen Shaw's. And we're also, you're also not a functioning human being. No. So they can't even have those conversations because she can't, she doesn't even have answers for you. She doesn't know what's up or down. Exactly. Um, But really the woman that is saving the show is Monica, who is the newest housewife and also the former friend slash assistant of Jen Shaw, who we also found out ends up being a witness in her, in Jen Shaw's um, case. Yeah, and a witness is very different than from being informant. the informant. Which a and lot of people, people need to are understand that. Thinking she's the one that, you know, turned her in. But like, we created all, this case. We also her. know that she's been investigated since before the show was even filmed. Yeah. And so when Monica shares that she was approached by people that she knows about, like, hey, Jen's about to go down. It was she's not the person that created the case and went to the authorities. She was just unbeknownst to her working, working for during the investigation and then was called to be a witness. Well, and she, I mean, again, we don't know 100 percent of what she's saying, if it is true or she's saving her own ass. But, the but just the she, timeline. What she's, but what she's about. telling is like basically when she was working for jen jen said do you want to make a lot of money and then basically told her like what she's been doing and stealing people's money yeah um and she was like yeah that doesn't sound like something i should do and then called her friend that works in social in um secret service and the secret service person was like yeah you want to get away from jen Shaw. Shit's about or to i might have been i mean we can go back and check the tape but i think the secret service person called her no, she said she up. called oh, okay. the friend being like, what is this? Um, they her and they were like, hey, heads up. But if yeah. that wasn't crazy enough that we get that woman, she also reveals as a former, she also was a former Mormon because um, her mom like joined the church shortly after her husband and their dad and her and Monica's dad like disappeared. Um, 
Monica has been excommunicated from the Mormon church because she cheated on her husband with her brother-in-law for 18 months. And she was excommunicated, but the guy she cheated with is still in the church. Yeah. Because that's how it it works. Yep. So that's cool. Church knows exactly what they're doing because more likely he's going to bring in more money than she ever will. Well, and she's like, you know, a second class citizen because she's a woman. Um, So that's cool. Yeah. Anything else housewives related you wanted to discuss or no? No. Okay. What what else are you watching? Um, well, I'm on an intense Matthew Good streak. <laughs> um, because I watched the all three seasons of A Discovery of Witches, which is on Max. It was on AMC. Um, and it's co- it's totally done. It's based off of the timeline of the books, I guess, of the same name. Um, and there were three books, and so it wraps it up. But now that it's on HBO, it is blowing up. It's like one of the top 10 shows since they put it on there. Um, and that's a really good show if you're, yeah, I mean, if you're an Outlander fan um, or it's definitely not gory, it's just, it's a fun little cat and mouse kind of game. And then obviously with an intense love story, but it also has a bunch of other people that you would recognize from other things um, and uh, just well cast in general and just like well done. Uh, and so a uh, discovery of which is there the season 16 of taskmaster has kicked off you can watch that on youtube um pretty much i texted your brother yesterday just letting him know i got an enthusiastic response oh better than i got <laughs> yep he was like no way and i was like yep just episode one um this season i don't think anybody the only person that would be like recognizable to um other i i only know two of the people going in one is sue perkins she was a host of great british bake-off for a few seasons um and then another comic uh is somebody else that i recognize but everybody else i don't know and a couple of these people are real wackadoos so just right off the bat it was an interesting first episode of just how their brain works right and you're like that's not how i would approach that and one of the women this is 16 series in and one of the women uh, her husband competed on it before, but she's clearly never watched. And so she's watching oh. the other contestants because you only have to do what's ever on the card. Right. So you can kind you can get workarounds to certain tasks and like you can move things around and like make it easier for yourself. And she's watching them do this. And she's like, wait, but I'm trying to play by the rules. And they're like, there's this isn't going against the rules. And she's like, no. We're all supposed to play by the rules. If you guys have all been doing this, then I don't know what I've been filming for the last three months. And they're like, yeah, no, this is this is Idiot. how the show goes. It's like, did it's, you not watch an episode? No, like when clearly people it's, it's on Big so Brother. And it's like, why are you on the show? Yeah, it's so hard to describe her personality because she's a successful comic. But you're like, oh, this woman wouldn't know how to go get her own groceries. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those things. But she's a mom. Um, but she and her husband, her husband's also a famous comic, Joe, um, no, John, I was about to say Joe Wilkinson, but John is her husband who is the co-host of 8 Out of 10, does Cat, uh, Cats Out of Countdown Oh uh, yeah, yeah, other yeah. shows. Yeah, and he was on Taskmaster, and um, they have, they've parlayed their relationship into a mockumentary style show that's been on for like five seasons over there, too. Um yeah, but yeah, and then I went to the theater and I saw a haunting in Venice. 
uh, which is a based off of the Agatha Christie uh, novel of like something about there was Halloween in the title at the end they said like based off of the story from Agatha Christie because my mom was arguing with me that it wasn't based off of Agatha Christie um, and I was like no it's Perot Perot is the detective played by Kenneth Branagh directed by Kenneth Branagh uh, Tina Fey yeah is that her really first good. like yeah. serious role because it well, what they did, what they did for really great Dark casting choice is she's the comic relief. It's based in, like France? maybe post. Yeah, it's based in Venice, but I think like oh right, it's, uh, it's definitely. I can't remember if Jamie Dornan's character has PTSD from World War One or World War Two, but it's that time frame of either the thirties or the forties because then Tina Fey's character is one of those fast-talking St. Louis, like, old-time gals, you know? Like, yeah. oh, do-do-do, Perot, have you checked in this room? Oh. Yeah. And, um, uh, but then it's also great. There there was a couple of older women. I was sitting there in the theater, and one of the leads from Yellowstone, the female who's actually British, that, like, nobody here knows that she's British, she starts talking in the movie, and they went, oh, she's from Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, shut up, everybody. Um, but yeah, Jamie Dornan and then um, uh, reunited with his Belfast co-star Jude Hill, the little boy mm. in it. And he actually, and then he's like, Kenneth Branagh directed that movie and Jude Hill is playing the Kenneth Branagh like young part. And um, and so that was really cute to see them all together. And Jude Hill like knocks it out of the park as like an 11 year old. He like totally steals the movie and he's like, he has to, he has, he's the adult in the family because his dad is having post-war traumas and panic attacks and so he's like dad are you okay and you're like oh this is like good for you jude um so yeah hey, I, I don't know yeah exactly <laughs> um definitely yeah once it comes out for like streaming and stuff I would and didn't you it. say it's part of a trilogy well perot is an aunt is one of the, right, most... the agatha christie novels. yeah so it's anything that he wants to put together this is just kind of kenneth branagh's new project so this is the third one that he's done. The first oh. one is um, Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, classic. okay. So it is connected. I mean, yeah. connected, and then the but... Death on the Nile. Right. And then now we have A Haunting in Venice. Got it. And the fact, and Venice is gorgeous the whole time. And it's a really great, like, character in this story. Yeah. Because uh, it all happens list. on a dark and stormy night in Venice. When um, everything's flooding. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. And there's damage. So then like the house that they're in is supposed to be haunted. And like, mm. you know, is that what made the daughter kill herself? And Ooh. yeah, yeah, it's a classic murder mystery. Film. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have on the Matthew Good side of things is a because I literally just typed in Matthew Good in the search bar and was like, OK, I'm just going to start watching all of his movies. Um, is this really dark comedy called Silent Night. It came out in the last couple of years. Um, I mean, I think it's a COVID movie, so I don't even know if it got, like, a theatrical release, but, like, did not, definitely didn't come out over here. It's a UK movie uh, starring him and Kieran Knightley, and they're getting together with family and friends for Christmas Eve dinner. We come to find out the world is going to be ending either because of um, the planet like is kind of uprising against itself and there's this poisonous cloud or is it the Russians? And that's not like, so really it's very much happened in real life. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's not like determined through, that's not the focus of the movie. The folk, uh, it's a super interesting film, what they kind of tackle in it, because it's um, written and directed by Camille Griffin, who is the mother of Roman Griffin Davis, who is the lead as well. And he was the lead in Jojo Rabbit. Right. And then you also have Anna. Yeah, and you have Lily Rose Depp and Annabelle Wallace. Lily Rose Depp was actually decent. That's the first thing I've seen her in. Um, but it's like these friends that grew up together. And so there's some interesting interdynamics between like why didn't some of them hook up and why did others? And then Matthew Good and Kieran Knightley are the parents of Ronan, Roman Griffin and his twin brothers who are actually played by his twin brothers, Gilby and Hardy. And they're also very funny in the movie too. Um but it's them, They've, they have the opportunity and the option to take a pill that the government has provided to kill them Ooh. so they don't suffer from the poisonous cloud. And uh, the people are contemplating whether they're going to take the pill or not and, like, whether this is actually going to kill them. They're, like, trusting that the government says this poisonous cloud is going to kill them, but Ronan Griffin's character is, like, trying to find out the truth. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it has a couple of big, like, little plot twists that you're. And not that's on there. what? Or did you rent? It? Oh, I had to rent that one, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're interested in something that's like really not something that we see very frequently, cool. It wasn't super heavy, but it actually is very heavy when you think about the themes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, what about you? Um, the latest movie I watched was They Clone Tyrone. It's on Netflix. Uh, came out this year, I believe. I I saw it a few months later, but starring your boy John Boyega, Jamie Foxx, who's also a producer. Um, I think. Oh yeah, Kiefer Sutherland is kind of like plays one of the bad guys. Oh nice. Um, it's a sci-fi thriller comedy, dark comedy. Um basically about black people being cloned and the reasoning behind it and what the government is doing about like why they're doing it another Um, government conspiracy movie yeah so it was pretty cool i enjoyed it more than i thought i was going to um so yeah i highly recommend it i think Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a 90% or something. So I understand why people liked it. Jamie Foxx can act any character. He plays um, a pimp in this movie. So it's like a very out, a big We're seeing a big swing from Jamie Foxx. Yeah, it's a big personality. I mean, John Boyega is like a drug dealer. Um, So it's like the slums of this neighborhood. Uh, I think it takes place in California. I can't remember. Um, yeah, so definitely recommend that. And other than that, really just been hot. Like my head is deep in Big Brother because we are, I guess, almost halfway. Um, and, Feels like we should be past halfway, but I guess well, not. normally this is when there are jurors. But they're but making the jurors seven versus nine. So I think once the zombie thing gets determined, it'll start being jury time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. We'll have to see. Ugh. I don't want either one of those people coming back. So, I mean, I guess 
I'd rather Jared come back than Cameron, but it's yeah. kind of giving that whole storyline or like twist is reminding me of UK traders where Kiernan and that other guy, the black guy, like come back, but then can't be voted like the first two rounds. And then because yeah, yeah. they were kicked out of the house immediately. Right. And then they come back and they get to like observe what's going on for a bit. And then they're up for potential like, you know, elimination. So yeah, I but we have no idea what this like zombie things mean. If, well, my if guess is they're going to live in the house for a week and then there's going to be some kind of competition where they're going to get to deter- like one of them is going to have the chance of staying in the house and the other one will go home is my guess. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. That that only makes sense, but then it's also like, why even put them back in the house? Like, are they gonna have another objective to do too? Like, while in the house as zombies? Yeah, expect the unexpected, or it's just like have knots weak and then compete again to like get back in the house. Yeah, who knows? But we'll see. We will. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's all. Yeah. Well, until next time. Bye.